From WRAL News and the Capital Broadcasting Podcast Network, this is your Coronavirus North Carolina News Brief for Friday, November 27, 2020. I'm Brian Schrader. As we look ahead to the new year, families are facing a lot of uncertainty about school. When will students in K-12 classrooms return to in-person instruction, and what is that going to look like? Colin Browder from WRL Investigates interviewed State Health Director Dr. Betsy Tilson, and he asked her the questions that parents want answered. So this is clearly a very personal decision for families. They want to do what's best for their children, what's safe, and what's educationally sound. So how do you help them determine the best balance of risk versus reward when choosing in-person versus online? Yeah, and we realized that this is a very personal decision and we really wanted to be sure that families were empowered to make the right decision for them. There's different risks that families have, different levels of concern. So this is not a one size fits all, not a one decision fits all, which is why in our K-12 guidance, you'll see that there needs to be a process where families um, can make a decision based on the risk of the child or the risk of the family. And um, in addition, that it may be that the child is relatively low risk, but they live with a high risk family member. So we really wanted to be sure the family can make that risk-based decision of them as a whole. So I think it's just hard. I think we need to think about, for some children, the risk of not being in-person learning is greater. Maybe some of our children with special educational needs. And there's some children or families where the risk of in-person may be greater if there's a higher risk of complications. So you just have to think, look at that that educational risk of in-person learning versus that individual medical high risk. So bottom line, if you're advising families and they say, well, is it safe for my children to go back? What do you tell them? What we have learned is that in general, our educational systems, our school systems, do not seem to be a place where we're seeing a lot of viral spread. So there is no risk settings, but we are finding our educational settings are relatively low risk. In addition, what we can do to make them even lower risk is all of those strategies that we put in our K-12 guidance, wearing a face covering, keeping apart as much as you can, good hand washing, all of those prevention layers helps to decrease the risk even lower in a relatively low risk setting. Now we know, and you've referenced it, that children appear to be less susceptible to the virus than adults, but what about them as spreaders, carriers? Yeah, and every day we're learning more and more about children. Um, And so I'm sure tomorrow we'll learn even more. Overall, what we're finding is that we definitely know that children can get infected. It's not that they're immune. They can get infected. In general, when they get infected, they tend to have pretty mild or no symptoms. So there may well be an undercount um, because we may not be testing children as often because they don't have many symptoms. But on the flip side then is, although we definitely know they can spread spread disease, it does seem that they are less efficient spreaders. Although you can spread it when you have no symptoms, people are more contagious and can spread even more easily when they have symptoms. And finally, students heading out for Thanksgiving, going to be spending time with relatives, maybe in some cases friends. What is your advice to those students and those families? So our first advice is the safest way, and I know it's very, very, very hard for families, but the safest way is celebrate Thanksgiving with the people in your household and then virtually include people outside of your households. That's the most safest way. But if you are going to get together with other households, our key messages are keep it small, the fewer number of households you can mix, Keep it outside if you can. 
make sure you're wearing face coverings and consider getting a test before you um, mix with another household. Because as we said, there's a lot of people who could have this disease but um, not have any symptoms and may not know it. This has been your Coronavirus North Carolina News Brief for Friday, November 27th, 2020. Let us know what you think of the podcast. Leave a rating or review wherever you listen and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a new episode. I'm Brian Schrader. Thanks for listening.